Hello and welcome to the Feeling Good Podcast. I am your host, Fabrice Nye, and joining me here in the Murrieta Studios is Dr. David Burns. Hi, David. Hi, Fabrice. Dr. David Burns has been a pioneer in the development of cognitive therapy, and he is the creator of the new team therapy. He is the author of Feeling Good, which has sold over 5 million copies in the United States and has been translated into over 20 languages. He is an emeritus adjunct clinical professor of psychiatry at the Stanford University School of Medicine. Welcome to episode 98 of the Feeling Good podcast. Um, this is the moment that everyone has been eagerly awaiting. This is uh, going to be the step five of Lee's relationship journal. David and Jill, so you're, you're coaching Lee through using the five secrets of effective communication. We've talked about this a number of times in the podcast, I think going all the way back to episode 14. But this is the first time that it's done with a live patient. I, I was quite happy about this. Now, in, in this segment, uh, Lee makes a, a few errors in using the five secrets. And uh, like most people, there's always like one of the five secrets that he systematically misses. Which one was it? It was the I feel statement. I mean, he, he made some errors, but that seemed to be the one that was yeah. the most challenging for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. And, and even after you, you pointed that out to him and he gave it another try, it still was kind of lacking. And what, why is that? I think he shared with us, actually, that he, I mean, his, his own analysis of why it was so hard for him is that it really made him feel very vulnerable, and it represented such a different shift from how he thought a man should communicate. And so I think he was kind of bumping up against his own sort of ego and anxiety about being vulnerable and sharing his feelings. Yeah, that was really ingrained, and, and uh, sometimes this, this is really a, a tough obstacle to, to overcome. Um, what, what can push somebody to actually be willing, I mean, willingly letting one's ego die? How do we get there? Well, that is the most important question in the world today and has been for 2,500 years, and Jill will now reveal the answer. <laughs> Hardly. <laughs> I don't know. That's right. It's, uh, so many people are so unwilling to share their feelings, right? It's so much easier to hurl an attack back or to defend oneself, right? You so rarely see people, you know, responding to criticism by sharing their feelings, um, I mean, I think in this case, as we practiced with Lee, um, we modeled for him, right, ways of, of saying it. And I think when he heard David and I using I feel statements, it kind of dawned on him that that sounded really lovely or warm or caring. I mean, I think he had the sense that, wow, what I'm doing is not working and I need to try something different. And I think in hearing us model it, he had the hope and the sense that, that this, you know, would, would sound much better to his wife. And, and also he shared with us that he wanted to stop having this sort of masculine, you know, obnoxious response to his wife and wanted to, to try to be more warm and connected to be a different kind of man is what he said. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, one thing that uh, Lee reflected upon uh, after the, the session was uh, 
But a lot of that he actually knew because he's been studying the, the model for a while. But he made a very important point that you know, knowing it is one thing, but going through the process is where the transformation happens. Yeah. So um, there were a couple of the things that uh, were salient in, in his attempt at uh, uh, changing his uh, way of communicating. One thing was uh, um, in, uh, in what he thought was part of the inquiry, he, he attempted to do some uh, problem solving about what uh, issues they were having. Um, David, uh, what's wrong with that? Yeah, great, great question. By the way, uh, I'll be posting the five secrets of effective communication that we're referring to on the show notes. And if you're listening to this on iTunes or some other outlet, if you go to www.feelinggood.com, then, then it, it, you can sign up to receive the podcast directly from my website, and then you'll have access to the show notes, which, which are generally uh, very, very helpful if you want to take a deeper look, but there are five secrets of effective communication, and one of the listening skills is inquiry. That's where you're asking for more information about how the other person is thinking and feeling, and there's common mistakes that people make with each of the five secrets of effective communication, and one of the common ones in inquiry is called problem solving, like how can we solve this problem, how can I do better type of thing, or if a therapist attacks a patient, criticizes, I mean if a, ther if a patient criticizes a therapist and says, you're not helping, uh, you don't understand me, the therapist will often say, well tell me how I could do better, and that's an error because the patient doesn't know how you can do better. You ask your colleagues for, for consultation, but what the, the question the patient wants to hear is, tell me more about how you're feeling. I can imagine you're angry. I can imagine you're feeling hurt, feeling discouraged. That's important. I, I want to hear all about your feelings. That's a good, a good inquiry. But when you say, oh, let's solve this problem, you're running away fr from your emotions, and that's Lee's very, very problem. And, and it, we say it's a male problem, but women do have trouble be being vulnerable and, and, and sharing, sharing feelings. So when he starts solving problems, he's, he's running, running away from his feelings uh, to say, I'm, I'm feeling sad right now. I'm feeling... And from her feelings, too. Pardon me? And from her feelings. Yes. Oh, yes. We're running away from from her feelings. Although he he's he's less threatened by by learning feeling empathy and acknowledging her feelings yeah. and, and asking about them. But yes, when he says let's solve this problem, he's running away her from her feelings as well as his own. And you know, probably some of this is probably genetic, but a lot of it is 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 cultural and you know society's roles and when i was little you know i was i mean i have trouble crying too and i when i cry it's just such a i feel so grateful but when i was little yeah i was raised in denver and it was all this right wing stuff and and uh, I, I my parents had me join this highlander boys when i was uh, 7 years old and it was a paramilitary organization and after school, we had to go downtown Denver and, and drill with guns and stuff. It was like being in the Army. And, and then at the summer camp, you know, you're, you're eight years old, and you have to even drill in the middle of the night, and you're on guard duty, and you're walking through the forest. You know, it just all, all you did, all we did was 
was military stuff. And if we smiled, we had to pound our hands on the ground for 30 minutes. Wow. I didn't know you did that. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was, it was, but we, you know, we, at the time we thought, oh, this is a wonderful thing to to be doing. And then one night I was on guard duty at the infirmary. I had to to sit there, you know, where you went, where you were sick. And I was sitting there and they forgot to change the guard. And I'd been sitting there about five hours and it was getting dark and cold. And two men were walking by, you know, who were the older men there at the summer camp. And and I started crying, I guess, so they'd see, you know, you cry because, because you want some compassion and, and help. And then they heard me crying, and they took me into the cafeteria, which was way away from where people were slipping, sleeping, and they said that we should whip them. And, and they, they, they said, a man, you're a man, and a man doesn't cry. Wow. And then, then they said, oh, well, let's, we'll let you off this, this time, but if you cry again, we're going to whip you. Wow, and that's so so typical. And they they probably didn't think they were being cruel. Mm. They probably believed that they were helping me become a man. You know, giving me yeah. some some helpful thing. But yeah. I think we we have these messages, uh, you know, in, in our culture. And you see it, you know, at the government level in international conflicts. It's always about let's kick ass. Let's show them that they can't can't mm. push us around. And inter- that's why empathy and sharing the feelings that you know it's it's kind of missing from the world I, I apologize for my stupid political comment there but i it's very very difficult for 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 people to achieve intimacy uh, we're so trained to do things that keep us lonely and keep others at a distance yeah and and you know and your response to uh to lee about uh, you know the problem solving, I made a note, and what you said and essentially is like the inquiry is the problem solving. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The thing is, is, is that the 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 attempt to solve problems is the cause of all marital problems. The refusal to solve problems is always the solution. That's a kind of a, a paradox. Right. That's really that's true. what you said to him. Yeah, and. Um, um, a few other things that happen uh, are maybe not as crucial, but uh, um, at some point, I think Lee kind of like went uh, almost like overboard in jail. You said to him, you know, don't throw yourself under the bus. Mm. You know? yeah, yeah, there was a way, I think, with he, he was adding a lot of I'm sorry's and yeah. he was making it seem like he was an awful person. And, you know, what I said to him is I, I think um, – the reality is, you know, you want to be present, you want to be tender, you want to, you want to be empathic to the other person. Um, but, you know, if you go so far into the, like, I'm a horrible person, you know, then the other, it's kind of off-putting to the person yeah. that you're talking to. The other person's going to feel like, now i got to take care of you, right. you know? Like, it, it no longer really becomes about them, right? I mean, you want to hear sort of a warm, connected, like, you know, gosh, I, I, you know, you're right. And I, I was, you did raise my voice and, you know, it's kind of embarrassing for me to realize that. And it's kind of hard for me to hear. I feel a little bit defensive, but, you know, gosh, I really care about you. I I really want to try and figure out, you know, how how to, how to do this differently and parent together. And you tell me more about what this is like, because I know I do this a lot, you know, but to sort of keep it on a, like, we're just having this, this conversation and I'm connecting and I'm understanding, but not, 
you know, I'm going to go jump into a hole and, and I deserve to die or something like that. Because when yeah. you, you know, throw yourself under the bus like that, it changes the whole vibe. The other person yeah. doesn't really feel attended to. It suddenly shifts gears and then they feel like they got to take care of you, which is not at all the point either. It's sort of, it's almost self-centered to do that. Yeah. And almost on a, a higher level, the fabulous point you just made, Jill, applies to each of the five secrets of effective communication. Yeah. There's common errors that people make with, with each of them. And listeners to the podcast should not get the idea you can read my list of five secrets and then do them sk skillfully. It takes a lot of practice and feedback to, to get good at it. Every bit as challenging as learning to play the piano. And you wouldn't think that you could walk up to a piano and start pounding on the keys and have beautiful music come out. Well, well the five secrets of effective communication are like the five keys on a musical instrument. And learning to do them in a way that will bring joy and intimacy and, and love and connection in, into your life, whether you're a therapist or a general, you know, citizen type, it, it takes, a, you know, not only motivation, but then once you're motivated and wanting to learn it, it takes a lot of practice and, and, and feedback to, to develop a high degree of, of skill. And also in, in his response, um, Lee said uh, several times, I'm sorry, and you commented on that, David. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry can be done in a functional or a dysfunctional way, but in my experience, 90% of the time when people say I'm sorry, they're doing it in a dysfunctional way. Like if, you, let's say you're angry with me and you say, oh, David, what you did, blah, 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 is ticking me off, and I say, oh, I'm sorry. It's kind of like saying, shut up, I don't want to deal with your anger, I don't want to deal with your feelings, let's stop talking about this. And uh, on the other hand, you can say I'm sorry in a functional way, in a loving way to, to say, I really owe you an apology right now and I'm, I'm shocked to, to, to see how my comment hurt your feelings and uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you're feeling pretty ticked off at me right now and kind of, kind of hurt. Uh, and I feel sad too because I, I really love you. I really care about, care about you and, and yet I, I just screwed up. Can you tell me more about how you're feeling right now and maybe tell me more about other times I've been insensitive or said things or did things that, 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 that hurt, hurt your feelings or made you feel put, put down to, you know, and and now you've opened the door for them to to share what's going on inside, and you've shown warmth and 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 the willingness to 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 hear and 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 to really really listen. Yeah, in other words, you're being descriptive about how you are sorry, without using the word "I'm sorry," which is yeah. formulaic. Yeah. I mean, you can even include, I'm really sorry for what, what I did, and and I can see how angry you're you're feeling, and I'm I'm feeling like I'm really sad and kind of ashamed that I, I was so insensitive. Tell, tell me more about it. I want to, I want to hear because I really care about you. I mean, that was, I'm sorry, but functional, <laughs> health, healthy, right. but yeah. it, it's the way that, that you use these words, the way that you use these, these things and human nature is not, 
terribly good. Uh, our instincts are not <laughs> really good much of the time or most of the time. And, and you really have to have a radical change in, in, in your life to, to use the five, the five secrets. It's not just some, some gimmicks you can memorize. I love how positive you are, David. Um, speaking of positive, there's another um, uh, negative uh, or a difficult emotion that uh, you uh, reminded Lee was uh, very seldom acknowledged. What is that? Anger. <laughs> that people, uh, I always tell therapists, there's one emo when I'm doing training or workshops, there's one emotion that no therapist in the United States or Canada has ever acknowledged and, and will ever be able to acknowledge. I'm making a real exaggeration of trying to wake people up, but it's anger. And when I'm doing uh, empathy training and, and when Jill is doing empathy and communication training, over and over, even when we role play a very, very angry patient and then the other person has to role play the therapist and, and respond, that 99% of the time the therapist will not acknowledge that the patient is angry. And similarly, in the general public, when, when we're in conflict with a loved one, we will, will rarely acknowledge that the other person may be, may be feeling angry and, and ask them to tell us more about the anger, that people just won't, won't do that. And the problem is that when, when you have this anger phobia or conflict phobia and won't acknowledge or ask the person to tell you more about their anger, th then the anger mushrooms because you still, you still haven't, haven't heard it. Yeah, and often when I'm working with um, therapists or with patients either, and they're trying to, you know, when we're trying to teach them the five secrets, I often want them to acknowledge that the other person might be feel, you know, to be able to say, I can imagine that you might be feeling kind of angry, annoyed, frustrated, but I also, and I also encourage them to acknowledge some of the vulnerable feelings. Oh, yeah. Addition. And so, because quite often when someone is angry with you, they're also disappointed or they're hurt or they feel lonely. And so that's the, that's the challenge as well, is to try to get people to acknowledge someone else's anger and frustration and irritability, which is challenging, but also to be able to, to use feeling words like, and I can imagine that you feel disappointed in me or that you feel lonely um, or hurt by me, right? Absolutely. Um, from a practical point of view, and also from a self-promotional narcissistic point of view, the if people do like the podcast, and if you want, as a therapist, if you want to get better with the five secrets, or if you're a general citizen type and want to uh, think you'd like to incorporate the five secrets into your own personal life, you might want to pick up a copy of my book, Feeling Good Together. It's a mass market uh, book uh, available on Amazon. You can get it really anywhere. But the neat thing about the book is, is it will bring the podcast to life in book yeah. form, but it's also interactive where you do written exercises while, while you're reading. And that's another tool you can be using if, if you're inspired by what we're saying and, and if you'd really like to radically change the way you connect with people, you relate to people, and the way you communicate with people. It's a wonderful book. It's, it's yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, I do too. <clears throat> I recommend this to uh, um, many of my clients. And uh, of course, this is not the, you know, first and only book about, um, you know, intimate communication. And which bring me to a language that Lee used that, and if for a lot of people, sounds like, well, you know, this is a way to express how you feel. 
And he said this, you know, what you said made me feel, you know, dot, 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 and he expresses the, expresses the, uh, the feelings. But that, that formula, which sometimes gets uh, taught as, when, when I heard you say this, or when you did this, I felt that, you don't really think that's, uh, that's a good way to, to express how you feel, David. Can you say why? Well, let's let you, let Jill do it. I think I'm blabbing too much, but it's incredibly important what you what you just just said. Uh, well, I'll give it a shot, and then you can offer more commentary if you'd like. Um, well, I mean, I, I would say um, right. It, it, I suppose uh, if you say to someone, "When you said this, it made me feel this." To, to my ears, that still sounds kind of blaming because it still sounds like you started, you know, you did this <laughs> terrible thing and as a result, you made me feel this way. And I'm a victim. Um, and I'm a, exactly, I'm a victim because it's kind of like you made me feel. Now, again, there are probably ways people can use that language in a warm and non-defensive way and it may work well. Um, but what we prefer, I would say, is is generally as much as possible leading with what we call disarming you know um if the person says if lee's wife says you know you're you're raising your voice with her daughter you, you you don't have to do that or i don't like it when you do that you know it would be so much better to lead with you know you're absolutely right I, I was raising my voice with her and there probably are better ways that i could be communicating with her um, and then he could say, you know, I have to admit, I, I feel kind of um, embarrassed or, uh, you know, a little un uncomfortable or you kind of caught me off guard. It's hard for me to hear that, you know, I, I feel uncomfortable. And, um, you know, I, I, I also oftentimes feel frustrated with her daughter. Like this is sort of sharing your feelings, but it's not a when you said this to me, I felt you made me feel this way. I yeah. think leading with disarming and really seeing the world through the other person's eyes, empathizing with how the other person, you know, feels, you know, to his wife, you, you're probably feeling annoyed with me and frustrated with me and, and disappointed that I keep kind of screwing up like this. And then there's always space and room for you to share your own feelings. But I, the idea is to be able to kind of like de-escalate, almost picture like the balloon is the anger. We're sort of letting the air out of the balloon. We're seeing the world through the other person's eyes. We're connecting with them. And then we can share our feelings with them as well. We, we need to share our feelings too. We don't want to be a doormat. But that's not like the, the, the number one thought in my mind is I've got to make sure this other person understands how I feel. Yeah. One thing that I, I do uh, sometimes, and you know, correct me, David, if you think that's a, uh, not a good way to go, is I, I sort of express my own dismay at my own negative reaction, saying, you know, I feel a little bit ticked off, and, and I'm, I, I don't even like that, and yet I can't help myself. Oh, I think that's great. Uh, and, and, and when you're expressing your own feelings of anger, you can, you can also do that in an affectionate, loving way. Uh, it, it, the, it's, it's like the Catholic, or the, it was a Jewish theologian, Martin Buber, talked about I-it relationship versus an I-thou relationship. That in an I-it relationship, when you express your anger, you want to hurt the other person, or you want to manipulate the other person, or get back at, at, the, other, at the other person, or maybe in a passive-aggressive way, just kind of treat them coldly and, and, and don't even mention your, your emotions. But in an I-thou relationship, you, you can share your feelings in an attitude of, of respect, and, and you can ex express intense anger 
in a very loving way, like I might say to you, and I'm I'm actually not angry with you, <laughs> Fabrice. I'm incredibly grateful to you, and I just I like you a great deal. I'm so thrilled that you made these podcasts happen and you bring so so much the t to the table but if i was really angry with you i might say fabrice i'm just so angry with you right now i want to wring your neck or put a bullet through your head or something like that i'm just ticked off at the same time uh i i just love you to death and it, it hurts me when we're in conflict like this and uh, tell me more about what you're thinking and feeling because you gave me some criticism just now that and I, I hate to say it, but I think there's a lot of truth in what you're saying. Tell, tell me more about it, you, you, you see. So that would be, I told you extreme anger, but the goal wasn't to hurt yeah. you or, or right. to put you down. Exactly. Yeah. The goal, yeah. you know, if the goal is intimacy, then we have to figure out how we can be authentic and connect, yeah. and listen to the other person and share our feelings. That's so important, but in right. a way where we're talking about how we're feeling rather than acting on how we're feeling. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's the acting out that, that hurts. Yeah. If you express, that's a different thing. Yeah, you share your feelings rather than lashing out with your feelings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, great. Let's uh, uh, listen to this in action. Uh, I think I'm ready for that. Okay? Sounds good. So, specifically, you said, I don't think there was anything wrong with what I did. You can be stern without losing your shit. There are times where she needs to know I'm serious and not messing about anymore. And you acknowledged to us that that was lacking in sharing your feelings it was lacking in acknowledging her feelings um it was lacking in sort of warmth what we call stroking connection kindness um and so what we would do is have you pull out um the five secrets of effective communication handout um and and kind of work right now to, to really revise what you said so imagine that she says the same thing, but we're going to try and figure out how can you respond differently uh, so that you don't keep perpetuating this dynamic. Okay. Do you have a copy of the five secrets with you, Lee? Uh, I don't, but I could give it a go. I've, I've had some training in it, so I, I won't be a million miles off the mark. I'll post it on the show notes. I'm just trying to bring it up on my <laughs> screen. You can you do me? screen changes, sharing? I actually could do a screen share, David. Do you want me to do that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let me just pull it up. See, David, Jill is a genius in more ways than one. Yes, that's for sure. <laughs> Five secrets. And for the, those who are listening on, on audio, uh, there's, uh, again, I'll, I'll post it on my, on my website on the show notes, but it's, uh, there's uh, five communication techniques uh, arranged at, E-A-R, empathy, assertiveness, and respect. And the three empathy techniques are the disarming technique. That's where Lee would find truth in what his wife is saying, even if it seems unreasonable to, to him. Uh, and then there's thought and feeling empathy, two forms of empathy. With thought empathy, you, you paraphrase the other person's words. You repeat what the other person is, is saying to you so they see you, you got the message. Feeling empathy, you acknowledge how the other person is feeling based, in this case, on, on, on what she said. And uh, that won't be too tough because, Lee, you have a pretty good idea of all kinds of emotions that you thought she, she was having, and you even uh, listed them. 
And the, the third listening skill, the third empathy skill, is inquiry. And, and this would be at the end, not there's no order that you do these things in it, but except that inquiry usually comes at the end. You ask gentle probing questions to learn more, in this case, about what your wife is, is thinking and, and, and feeling. Okay. The, the A equals assertiveness skill is, is to share your feelings. Not, not, it's not like sticking up for yourself or making demands on the other person, but to, 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 to use I feel statements. And the formula here is, you know, I'm feeling X, Y, and Z. And, and again, you mentioned all kinds of feelings you were having uh, when, when she criticized you and you were feeling unhappy and ashamed would, would be a great one to, to share and inadequate and frustrated and, uh, you know, you said you were feeling uh, foolish and uh, embarrassed, you know, to, to share your, your feelings rather than to attack the other person by arguing. And then finally, the stroking is, is respect, R equals respect, and the technique is, is, is stroking, it's to say something caring or, or loving, uh, even even in the heat of a battle and, and if you've been watching Jill on the on the show today, uh, or listening, you you've heard a lot of very uh, skillful and uh, stro stroking of of you, Lee, and 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 to 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 say warm, kindly uh, things to you and and about you, and and all of these techniques have to come from the heart. If you're doing them as as gimmicks, they 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 won't work. And now I'll turn it back over to Jill, who will guide us and guide you, Lee, in, 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 the, in using these techniques? Oh, well, I guess I would say we could um, go in either of two directions. We could encourage you, Lee, to think through, you know, how might you disarm her? How could you offer her some thought and feeling empathy? We could sort of walk through some of these. Or I think we also could just do some role plays now, David, with Lee, where uh, you know, we could sort of play the role of Lisa and give Lee a chance to respond, kind of using the five secrets, and 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 then we'll give you feedback, Lee, and try and keep working on revising kind of your communication until you hit the nail on the head. Maybe which what sounds better to you, Lee? If we do the role play, and you could be Lisa, uh -huh. um, but then after we've done the role play, I just have a question that I want to ask about the assertiveness part of this, but I don't want to ask the question before we do the role play. It'll, it'll make more sense if I ask it afterwards. Okay. So does that sound right, David? Do you want me to just be Liza? Sorry, I don't know why I called her Lisa. It's Liza? Every, every, everybody calls her Lisa or Eliza or nobody ever calls her. Right. Liza. 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 Yeah. yeah, you be Liza and... Lee, you be Lee, and then after you respond, we'll give you a grade, a letter yeah. grade. Was it an A, a B, a C? Okay. Below, we'll say, here's what you did that worked, and, and here's what didn't work, and then here's how you could improve it a little bit uh, using this or that of the five secrets or modifying the way you did this or that uh, communication technique from the five secrets. So let's, let's go for the gold. Okay, so, you know, Lee, I don't think you need to use that tone with a small child. I, I, think, you, I think you're right there, Liza. I'm, I'm sorry about that. I, I just got frustrated with her in that moment. I, I shouldn't be using that tone with Zia. 
Zia, I'm sorry that I use that term with you, love. Liza, I'm, I'm sorry to you as well. I imagine uh, first Zia, I imagine that that frightened you a little bit, love. And I'm, I apologize, Daddy apologizes for that. And Liza, I imagine that that made you feel disconnected from me because we've talked about how, how we want to parent our child and worried, scared even, that I'm not going to follow through with what I promised that I would do and, and have said that I want to. And I just also want to acknowledge that it, it's really brave of you to raise that uh, point with me, given our history and how I've reacted about that in the past. And I just wanted to express that I do want to, I do want to change that. And I'm sorry that it came up. And how about we have a chat now or maybe later about how best that we could both approach this situation when Zia's being really um, challenging when it comes to feeding her or putting her pajamas on. How would that, how does that sound or, or something like that? Great. Now, um, that was a beautiful job. What, 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 what grade would, would you give yourself? And all of you who are listening to this or watching, ask yourself, are you going to give Lee an, an A, a B, a C? Uh, ask yourself, what, what did Lee just do that worked? Was there some part that perhaps might not work? And if so, how, how could it be improved? So, Lee, let me ask you first what, what letter grade you gave yourself. I think I would give myself a B. I think what come up for me is obviously like the tin, like, like the tin man on the wizard of Oz with no oil, right? You just, you're not, you, there's, a, there's a risk that it doesn't come across as genuine because you're not practiced in it and you don't want to be too over practiced because then it sounds disingenuous. I think if I was able to catch this in the heat of the moment, then I think my communication with Liza would have, would have been a lot, a lot better rather than trying to, be scripted now. Um, the one question that I had, though, was on assertiveness, you know, using I feel statements where, you know, you said quite rightly that I realized in hindsight that Liza must have been feeling a lot of different emotions. And Oh, no, sorry, that I was feeling a lot of negative yeah. emotions. But, it, but, but in the way that Liza actually raised the question at the time, she did it in a very respectful, nice, polite way. And it feels a bit strange for me then to say to her, you're, you made me, I don't know, it's wrong. When you said what you said, I felt this. Because really, she, I created all that. Like, there was nothing about her tone or she was just worried about her child. Right. And I, I have some, I have, uh, I want, I actually, I'm so glad you raised that. That, that is actually what I think was missing. <laughs> Right, I response. think that's why I missed it, yeah. And, and so I love that you're saying that, but if I can paraphrase how I under, understood what you were saying is you're struggling, Lee, like what is this assertiveness business? I mean, I'm not supposed to tell her what to do and I'm supposed to express my feelings openly and directly. I had such a strong emotional reaction. I don't want to like put that on her, but, right. I, but I, I would say I, Jill, actually think there is a space for you to be able to share that. And actually, I think this would have been like an A 
if you could have pulled, I mean, we, we can go over specific details, but I did think that was missing because it didn't feel to me like authentically. Right. To me, what that would look like, and actually, if without doing redoing your whole thing, to me, what that would look like would just be like right in the moment, like, oh, like deep breath. It's hard for me to hear that. Like, I feel myself wanting to defend my honor. I, yeah. I can feel. I feel defensive. I feel guilty. I feel incompetent. Whatever those feelings would be that you could really like share in that moment. And yet I know you're right, Liza. Yeah, I, I, I could see. I, I know that I could have, you know, could have said that in such a nicer tone. I think you're right. You know, mm. I, I, I got carried away and feeling frustrated with Zia and, and you're totally spot on that I could have done that differently and that it would be better if I could do that differently. And then go on to the rest of the beautiful yeah. stuff you did with her, with the feeling empathy and with the stroking and with the inquiry. Does that make sense to you, Lee, what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I can see how tremendously important it is at that time to also get across your own feelings as well yeah. as acknowledging uh, the other person's feelings. It's, yeah, it's just, I think though, in, because of the history, in the order in which you put these points is like super important because you could be, I can imagine me screwing this up, trying in the best intentions and it leading to a defensiveness because I've put some of the things in the wrong order. So I think well, to, to, to make a long story short, you, you will screw it up an awful lot. And, yeah, and so yeah. you might as well just give yourself the instruction to screw it up yeah. 10 or 15 times in, in, in a row. But just to focus on what Jill, Jill was saying there and what you were saying, you, you, you made a beautiful point that uh, you, you, you sounded a bit like a, a tin man. I also g gave you a B. I thought part of your response was just absolutely beautiful. But the it was because it was lacking the I feel statements. Yeah. You, you it did sound kind of art, artificial, yeah. right? And and that might be uh, the the one thing you'd want to be focusing on first in your own training. We can give you a little Zen exercise here in just a moment, and we'll, we'll Jill and I can start attacking you, and you you'll be forced to respond with I feel statements uh, over and over again to to get really good at the thing that that you're weak at. But uh, it may have something too to do with this idea. I'm supposed to be a man, and a man doesn't express his his feelings. And although that's stereotyped, that that phenomenon really does occur. But you're a wonderfully emotional person, and and I thought the way you modeled sharing your feelings, Jill, was just jaw dropping. It was so beautiful and 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 so and so genuine. And and you ha and you are very very emotional a per person. You're you're a man with a lot of emotions, and God bless you for that. I admire that about you, Lee. And that's a tremendous source of strength that you have that that you're not you're not utilizing. And it can be done in therapy too. I, I in Philadelphia, I had a colleague at my clinic, Tony Bates from Ireland, really a wonderful, charismatic, neat psychologist and once during a role play with a difficult patient he, he used an I feel statement beautifully and it was just my jaw dropped open I thought wow that is so so beautiful therapists can actually you can express your feelings in a very professional way and deepen your relationships but it's certainly in, in, in a marriage is 
it, it, it's the same. It, it 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 it's the same thing. My other tiny cor correction was that um, at at the end you got into problem solving, yep. and and somebody once said the attempt to solve marital problems is the cause of all uh, marital problems, and the refusal to solve them is always the solution. In fact. Somebody might have even said that earlier on our podcast. I'm sure it went in one ear and out the other. It's You say these things, it takes a while for them to sink in, but you're trying to have a chat with her about how how best to interact with with, with your daughter, as if that's that was, um, going to do later on, whereas you can have uh, intimacy right now. And <clears throat> chats like that might have some value at, at some point, but there's a river of emotion going on underneath this argument that you're having her emotions and, and your emotions and, and what, what the day calls for, what is needed is the acknowledgement of her feelings and the acknowledgement of your sharing of your own feelings in, in a respectful way. That's where the intimacy occurs. That's, that's where the magic uh, ha happens. You can, you, can, you can help me with that then, I think, because that, that, um, the reason I added that in was my attempt at stroking. Mm. So maybe you could give me a better way of Stroking, maybe. Yeah. So what? Uh, I, I what, let's just see what you did, Lee. So you said, I think you're right there, which was disarming, you know. I and then I think you said you said like I I got frustrated. No, you said um, I'm sorry. I got frustrated. I'm sorry. I got frustrated, and I I shouldn't be using that tone with Zia. So I thought. I mean, what I thought you did well there is the disarming. You know, you're right. And what I would recommend is that you you also share your feelings there, right? Right, so right. That you say, you know, gosh, uh, Liza, you're you're totally right. I don't need to use that tone with Zia. And you know, hearing you say that, I I can't help but feel you know kind of defensive and ashamed and badly about myself. And you know, uh, at the same time, I. You know, there's total truth to what you're saying. I absolutely agree with you. And I see, I would also share, and I feel badly that I kind of screwed up in this way. Right. Because you and I have talked about this, and I know that this is important to you. And I feel mm. badly because I really care about you and about being on the same page with you parenting. Like, that, that would be my stroking. That just that, just I really care about you, and I, I, want, I want to feel connected to you. I want us to be you know, kind of parenting Zia together on the same right. I think that's all you need. You that helps. Need yeah. That and then you can say, I can imagine you're feeling exactly. you know, a, a, B, and C, and kind of scared and frustrated and hurt and disappointed with disappointed me. and maybe even a bit angry with me, and and for good reason. And then the inquiry needs yeah. needs to go at the end. Can can you tell me more? what that's been, been like for, for you. I really want to hear what you have to say. I've been arguing with uh, you. That, I've been pushing yeah. you away. I, I'm ready to, that, ready to that, listen. That was what I messed up. When it, like, like my, my, my inquiry was, right, how can we both fix Fixed this it. problem? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh. Right. Instead of, can you tell me more about, you know, this is really yeah. important, and I know this has happened, you know, more than yeah. once. What is this like for you? Yeah. So, so to make it simple, because it's so hard, there's two of the five secrets you're, you're going to need to work on, and we can practice right now if you, if you like, but what are they, Lee? Stroking and inquiry. 
Um, I think you left out the first. No, 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 no. You left uh, out the I thing feel, we've been I trying feel. to teach you. And it's so I yeah, I feel. So. Uh, right. <laughs> I feel. Hey, I, uh, I added a third one. Yeah. 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 Um, the, uh, yeah. So you're saying I feel stroking and inquiry is what you're yeah. feeling you can yeah. work on. Yeah. yeah. So should we do some role playing now with that? You want to get you. You want to. Sure. I mean, the one option is that we could hit you with it one more time, and you could see if you could do the new and improved response. And, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, should we yeah. do that first? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So yeah, you know, Lee. Um, I don't think you should use that tone with a small child. You're right. I'm. I'm sorry about that, Liza. I know we've spoken about this before. It must make you feel very disheartened and very distrusting of me that I'm not going to get this right. I just want you to know that in that moment, when you, when you tell me that truth, it does make me feel like I'm a failure, a little bit embarrassed and ashamed of my behavior. But I want you to know that everything you've said is true. I should not be raising my voice like that at our child, especially because we have had conversations in the past that we do not want to behave like that in front of Zia. So I'm sorry for that. And Zia, I'm really sorry f for doing that to you as well, because I can see, I, I imagine that you was very afraid that daddy made you afraid then. I'm sorry about that. I imagine that it got myself a little bit lost then. Um, We've done some disarming. Um, you've done a little bit of an I feel statement. You've done a half way of acknowledging her feelings, a tad of feeling empathy. Yeah. Um, I imagine when I behave in this way, Liza, it makes you feel frustrated, like despairing almost, like you want to give up on me, but don't give up on me. I want to, I really want to work with you. I want to be your partner in this. I want us to be both to be great parents and I'm going to continue to try my best that when we have to, when we have really difficult situations like that, that we're on the, we're on the same page and I'm really open now or anytime in the future to listen to you more about how I could have behaved differently in this situation to have a much better outcome aligned with how we want to raise here in the future. What would grade did you give yourself on that one? Ah, probably worse because I just slipped up in the middle of it, but I don't know. I felt, I felt a lot more comfortable, like more authentic, more off script, more kind of just going with the flow. Um, I guess like you said earlier on, I think it's really important not to be worrying about trying to get everything because then that might lead me to more inauthenticity. So, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, may, yeah, B again, I guess. What grade did you give it, Jill? Um, yeah, I think I would give it maybe a B plus, an A minus. I mean, I, I think you're almost there. I, I thought it might have even been a tiny bit heavy-handed on yourself. Like, I did get a felt, – felt almost a little bit like 
you were making it seem like you had done something so awful. Um, You know, like I I worried a little bit about you going too much in that direction. Um, And maybe again, the inquiry I think could just be shorter and sweeter. Like it could really, you didn't have to, I think you don't have to go into this whole, I'll keep trying my best. I I keep failing. I don't know. I want to listen to you more. I just might've said, Part of me worries that it then becomes too much like, oh, woe is me. I'm such a failure. I suck so bad, you know. And I'll do better. Bit of the emphasis away from her. So, like, if I, if I take yours and just improve it, I, I love you started with, you know, you're right. I, I did just raise my voice to Zia, and I know we've talked about that, and I really don't want to be doing that. You're totally right. Um, and you, you said, and I'm, I'm guessing that you might be feeling kind of disheartened that I've done that again and frustrated with me. Um, and then I like, I like how you said when you, when you tell me that, which is true, I, I feel a little bit embarrassed and ashamed. Um, you know, it's, it's hard for me to hear, but everything that you said is absolutely true. I thought all of that was great. Um, and then I, I just, I think I would just say, and, um, you know, it's, it's, I think it's hard, especially hard for me to hear because I really care about you. I really want to be on the same team with you. I want us to be doing mm-hmm. a good job parenting together. And so, yeah, you're right. Can you tell me more about kind of what this is like for you? What's coming up for you? Mm-hmm. Almost like I want it to be, I want you to be truthful and authentic and connected in the moment, but I also don't want you to be throwing yourself under the bus so much that then she feels the need to like, take care of you. I want you to just sort of be equals being intimate and open in this moment. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Definitely. Yeah. Do you want some more input or are you overwhelmed with input? No, go for it, David. Okay. I also gave you B plus A minus. And by the way, a B plus A minus might be way more than most of us get in our lifetime. Right. It might be good, good enough to move things in a much better direction, but there's a lot of fine tuning that, Mm. that can make it a whole lot better. When you say, I'm sorry, and I'm going to do better, I would recommend you never say that again for the rest of your life, because it's just awful. Right. It's right. kind of like what men who beat their wives are always saying, I'm right. sorry, I'll do better, type of thing. And there's something very formulaic. and Sounds cheap. weak. Yeah, sounds pathetic. Mm. And uh, I, uh, that's, a, that's a fine tuning, but, but kind of an important point. You, you say it must make you feel, you're, I, I just say you're, 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 you're right. Uh, I, I did screw up right, right now and raise, raise my voice. And I can imagine you're feeling disheartened and, and, and distrustful. That, that's kind of how you started out with small edits. And what's another feeling that she might have had that no no one in the United States or England has ever acknowledged. What's one emotion that no American or British person has ever been able to acknowledge and will never be able to acknowledge? An emotion begins with A, ends in R, and has an N-G-E in the middle. (laughs) Anger. Anger. She might be feeling angry, and and if, if somebody is feeling angry and you don't acknowledge it, the anger might escalate. And, and so what you, and you, you need to acknowledge the anger in a way that will make her proud of her anger, not feel the right. need to deny it. And, and so you could have added to that. It must, I, I, and, and I'll send you the feeling words chart 
uh, mm. after we're done here so you can take a look at it because it has all these feeling words that you can use when you're doing feeling empathy as well as when you're sharing your own feelings but but you know what her her feelings were because you've got them written down here yeah, yeah i was gonna say lee lee has a feeling words chart in his brain clearly yeah <laughs> yeah, and, and you do beautifully that you can just say, I can, uh, I, I can imagine right now you're feeling kind of anxious and disheartened and maybe distrustful, maybe a bit angry with me for, mm. for, 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 for good reason. Um, and when you say maybe a little bit angry and for good reason kind of gives her permission to, 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 to be angry. Uh, and when we come to the end of your statement, then you can, you can add her. Oh, you put the feeling words chart uh, yeah. up here. The, yeah. that, that's cool. Yes, that's it. And we can publish this on the show notes uh, as well. And then um, you said that when you did your own feelings in that moment, it makes me feel, what you said makes me feel like a failure or ashamed. I, that, was, that was beautiful. But again, this is fine tuning when you say, what you said makes me feel this way. It sounds like she, you're blaming her for the way you're feeling. Mm. And, 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 and I, I would just change the wording of it a little, a little bit. I just to say something like to, to be honest with you right now, I, I'm feeling a, a little, a little bit of shame. Like I kind of, you know, screwed up. Uh, and, and I feel, uh, you know, a little kind of like, incompetent and kind of like I'm kind of defective or something like that and feeling a little foolish. These are all words that you said that you were having these feelings. And I like to combine that with stroking. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and one of the reasons I'm having these feelings is because I do love you so much. And, and I, I really want us to be partners and to, 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 to come come close uh, and um, uh, maybe maybe and then when you said at the end I'm going to try my best again I don't like that I'd rather just go into intimacy rather than promising some changes in the future let's get intimacy right now at this moment right. then when you said we, you know we can talk about it now or sometime in the future, it sounds like, let's not do it now. <laughs> Instead, right. I would rather say, tell me more what this has been like for you. It's painful for Inquiry. me to hear what you're saying, yeah. but, but I want to hear it. I, I, I love you, and you probably get so pissed off at me. And Tell, tell me what, what the relationship has been like and hmm. some of the things that I do or say that kind of have hurt your feelings and turned you off yeah so Lee um, how you, we gave you a lot of feedback and my own experience in working on my own communication is sometimes it's helpful for me to write write it out in other words of course I don't want to be delivering a script to someone but it actually helps me sometimes to work it out and and for me actually even though there isn't exactly a formula I do think roughly starting with disarming you know just to in my head to kind of go I always want to start by agreeing and finding truth and then attending to the other person's feelings right you I'm guessing your feeling and then sort of share my feelings and link it with some stroking and then just end by asking you know can you tell me more about what this has been like for you or how you're feeling so we're saying a lot but i think if you process it and write it down you can sort of come up with a way of really 
connecting uh, without having to think too much about it. We we have um, we've gone off the boil a little bit lately, but we have started reading Feeling Good together. Yeah, and and one of the things we were doing, um, we still do it now actually, is when we get into a conflict situation, one of one of or both of us will say, okay, okay, we have to find a grain of truth in what the other person has just said right yeah. now. You know, and and although we we don't do it as professionally as you've both been teaching me right now, it really does help kind of disarm things yeah. you know when we're like oh, okay i've really got to think okay you're right in yeah. school, or something like that you know um, but i think what david said earlier on then about the importance of not making liza feel like i'm blaming her is yeah. absolutely vital like how many times that has kicked off into yeah wow i as me try i've been on this training course and i'm trying to be open to you and you're now defending yourself and you know it just escalates into right you have to be very careful not to say when you like we're basically yeah. saying that when you said if you said to her oh when you said that it made me feel defensive you could just scrap the first part of the sentence and say i noticed that i'm feeling kind of defensive right mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. And at the same time, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Especially, I guess as well, it really helps knowing your partner's style of communication. So like Liza is super, super really focuses on the meaning of words and sentences uh -huh. and expression. And, and I'm kind of not. So like I have to be really mindful of that because my meaning, if it isn't portrayed in the right way, could again, it could lead into not being uh, understood, you know. So I, I and you, you also need to remember, David, you said something earlier that's worth repeating. Lee, you need to remember that you probably will screw up, you know? Yeah. Um, I hope that what we've practiced and that if you continue <laughs> to practice it, that you will do a better job of connecting, but you'll probably screw up and you'll probably say something that will make her angry. And then what do you do if she says, you know, you see, you don't get it, et cetera, et cetera. Then how will you reply to, to her getting angry with you? If she uh, turned around and said, you don't get it, then I would, I would turn around and say something around the lines of, oh, I can, I can, I can sense that you're feeling uh, slightly angry at my reaction there. Can you tell me more about how I, tell me more about how I, how I did that? Like, what have I, what have I just done that's just. Uh, made you angry because because I love you, Liza, and I I want to get on the same page here. You know, let's let's talk about what I've just done to create that reaction with you. Yeah, that's just that's really beautiful. One of your weaknesses is you you don't use I feel statements. Did you just use an I feel statement? It's not like if someone said to me, "What's an I feel statement?" I wouldn't be. I'd have to look at a piece of paper. Like, well, it's just I'm feeling. Did you tell her in that oh. beautiful response? You, it, what you did was beautiful. But yeah, and I was just trying to get you to see. Essentially, you would just try to use the five secrets again, right? You'd say, "Man, right? Yeah, right. I, oh, yeah, I right. did it again. Oops, you know." And right, but add an I feel I statement. Feel. Right. right. How would you be feeling if if your wife says that? to you what what are the names of your emotions right say it again jill yeah lee yeah you, you still just don't get it that no don't say that makes me i know i know i know i know like you, you know say, just, just put it like, like yeah, this 
I told you that you don't need to use that tone of voice with our child and you're still defending yourself. Like what, you don't get it. To start with an I'm, I feel statement. I'm feeling. I'm, fe I'm feeling, I'm feeling really inadequate and I'm feeling really inadequate and fairly stupid right now because I don't seem to be able to get this down. And I really, really want to nail this because I love you so much. And um, it's really important to me that we were on the same page here in terms of parenting Zia, um, something like that. So far, that's an A plus. And, and can we say, and can I imagine that you, Lisa, are feeling? And I imagine when I slip into this mode that it makes you feel almost exacerbated with me and, and angry. And I imagine there are times when you just want to give up and you're just like, this guy's never going to get it, you know? Now finish with inquiry. Is there... Um, Formula here is, how, can you tell uh, me more? Can you tell me more about how it makes you feel when I behave in this way and also when I've behaved in this way in the past, you know, how, how often do I do it? Like, um, I'm open to listening. I'm open to hearing you, um, talk to me about these issues right now. What grade do you give yourself on that piece, that whole piece that you just did? Again, I'd give myself a B plus just because it was broken up a little bit, but I can see myself getting better and better at it. What grade did you give it, Jill? Yeah, oh, it's hard for me because there were different pieces we were trying to weave together. But I think in the end, if you said each of those pieces, I would... In one go, yeah. Yeah, A minus or something, mm. I thought. Yeah, I, I thought it was in the A, A minus realm. There was a lot of gentleness in it. And yeah. when you started out with the I feel statement, then you showed yourself as a human yeah. rather than as a man who, who yeah. doesn't mm. feel. And it was very compelling, and everything you said after that, I, I was drawn in because you were kind of speaking speaking from the heart. And and then the odd thing is when you uh, use I feel statements and make yourself you make yourself vulnerable. But the weird thing is you simultaneously become invulnerable because when you're using I feel statements, there's no way. You, you can be you can be put down. It's the weakest thing in the world, and it's the most powerful thing as well. Because I, I'm just drawn so close close to you when you do that. Now, I have a quick question for for you, uh, Jill, and I'll give a quick editor uh, no a a quick commercial for my book since you mentioned it. If you're listening and you're a therapist. Uh, and you have patience with relationship problems, or if you just want to work on your own, you mentioned the book, Feeling Good Together, which anyone can get it on Amazon.com. It's a small paperback, and it'll really show you how to, how to do these things through written exercises and verbal exercises like what we're doing on the show today. But I want to ask you, Jill, that since Lee will continue to struggle, we're all will continue to struggle, but you're on a very fast learning thing right now. What should he do? What should he do for homework to take what we've started here today and, and to get to get good at it? What, 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 what practice? Yeah. 
I, I, you know, there are a couple of things that come to mind. Um, one is Lee, again, I, I see you as a, a intense learner and student and that kind of thing. And I'm the same way. I, I think it would be helpful to have a couple extra copies of the relationship journal and maybe even to walk through the same exercise um, with a couple of other examples with your wife. You know, what are other, yeah. I would think if I were you, I really want to nail these tools and like, what are other things she could say that feel that push my buttons mm. and to kind of walk through either all of the steps or if you feel like you really got it in your head, like, man, I'm to blame. I got to work on my communication. Then just be practicing writing out or verbally practicing five secrets responses to the hardest things that she says to you, the things that really kind of get you riled up and make you want to defend yourself. So that's what I, yeah. I would practice. Right. Yeah, so that would that means practicing the five secrets out of the moment, you know, because you don't have to manage your own emotions and manage your response. And then the next thing, of course, would be in the moment to start to bring these tools to actually when your wife, you know, criticizes you or does something that feels controlling, really trying to bring your five secrets game to the moment. Mm. Mm. Yeah, a lot of practice will will be required, and if you, if we were an ongoing therapy, every time you came in for sessions, I, I would be practicing. I'll be Lisa, Lisa, you yeah. you be yourself, and and just do it over and over again until you can get A's consistently. Right. Th then tr tr try it with with your wife. You could also be listening to recordings of the sessions, and you'll have access to this recording. Yeah. Mm. And, and I would, you know, listen to that, especially the, the latter portion. It may all be fascinating to you, but this portion where we're do, doing the role play and practicing, I think, would, 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 would be very crucial. Now, I'm also wondering, could Lee do uh, this uh, intimacy exercise that we just demonstrated, where one is Lisa and, and one is Lee, and then, and then you get a grade. I mean, could he do that exercise with his wife? Right. Well, yeah, we, yeah. We, there is, there's the one minute drill or the 60 second drill, David, that's in your book. Well, like that's true together. too. Yeah. Um, but certainly like, again, it, the way I would approach it would be to say to your wife, you know, Hey, I, I really want to practice my skills in responding to you. And, you know, would you, would you be willing to lend, lend, yourself to me and we can do some practice, you know, I'll probably screw up, but my goal would be to, to be able to respond well, et cetera. And, and I, the reason I say that is I'm not going to put pressure on her to do anything differently in that moment, but I'm just going to work on myself. So you could certainly set aside time, you know, each day or whatever, where she would just kind of say something critical mm -hmm. and you would be practicting mm -hmm. responding. Also, no, she, she's, I, she's open to that and getting yeah. feedback from her on how did that feel, how did that sit, how's that going? Yeah. Also, I had mentioned that you can do a Zen exercise. If there's one thing you're weak at, you can practice just that thing. Right. And if right. we can just do it right now for, for a minute or so, we have to close off here in just a couple of minutes. Yep. But uh, how about if Jill and I will take turns criticizing you? Okay. And we won't necessarily even be Liza, we'll, we'll just be mean people. <laughs> okay. And uh, and you you have to respond to each statement with an everything we say. You have to re use I feel statements. Now, if you want to add something else, you can. But the first thing comes out of your mouth has to be an I feel statement, and that's all you're obligated uh, to, to to do. Okay. Yeah. So, so you can get good at the one thing that you tend not not to do. Right. So we're not saying this would be it in real life, but it's just a drill. 
Mm-hmm. It's just a drill using one of the five secrets. Okay. Uh, you want to start out, uh, Jill? <laughs> I tend to be too aggressive. <laughs> oh, um, oh, goodness. I'll, I'll give you oh, one. Oh, I, okay. Uh, then I you go it. ahead. I got it. Um, uh, Lee, you've been working too much. You're not spending enough time with us. I feel... Uh, I, f- I feel... I feel like I'm not spending enough time with you. I feel... It's not an I-feeling no. statement. That's a statement of behavior. That's a repeat, repeating... I, mean, I feel followed by a feeling word. Okay, okay. I feel absent. I feel disconnected. I feel sad that you feel that way. Uh, th- th- when you said I feel sad, I, you got a home run on that one. Yep. Right. Okay. That 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 was really really beautiful, and that would have been enough. Just that one. Okay. Yeah, I'm feeling really sad right now. I've, I'm struggling with how to start off. So when you say to me, uh, I don't know, Leah, you 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 you're not showing it. You're not. You're working too hard, and you're not at home enough. Well, I wouldn't necessarily start with the I feel. I agree yeah. with you, Lee. You said before you feel like you need to start with her and then move to you, which I actually 100% agree with. I think you need to start right. with disarming. Okay. Almost all, always, you know. You know, Sorry. you're absolutely right. I have been working a ton and I yeah. haven't been home. And I'm guessing that you're feeling frustrated and annoyed, but also maybe lonely and, mm. you know, unimportant. And I feel, and then you would share your feelings. And right. I'm feeling sad. I'm and feeling sad and, and disappointed and even a little bit guilty that I haven't okay. been here. But, yeah. but for this exercise, just just do I feel. Ignore, ignore yeah. the disarming. The, the, this is artificial. Are you yeah. willing to be artificial? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do it to you now. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Lee, I can set, tell from this last, that last session that we've been doing that you really don't have it in you. You're just kind of a phony and you don't want to change. I feel, I feel sad. I feel worthless. I feel inadequate. What grade do you give that, Lee, Jill? That was great. That was super. Spot on. Super and very powerful. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it be, you could argue with me or put me down, and then, then, then it would escalate. But what mm-hmm. you said just right. blows everything else a, a, out of the water. You, yeah. you, you be uh, Lisa again, Jill. Oh, um, <laughs> Lee, I don't know what you were thinking, taking your son on vacation and not including me and our daughter. Well, that was your ex-wife that said that? No, my current yeah. wife. Okay. This is harder than I thought. Notice your arms are cro- crossed defiantly. Say, say that again, Jill, please. And all, all I want you to do is think about how you're feeling when I say that to you. So, Lee, I, I don't know what you were thinking, taking your son on vacation and, and leaving me and our daughter. I am no good at thinking of these things without looking at them on paper. Well, we can put the feeling words piece up there. Oh, because then that would be artificial then, wouldn't it, you know? Like, this is how... how So don't say it to her, but just say it to me. How do you feel when she said that to you? How do you feel, Lee, when those words are said to you? You don't have to be, you know, protective. I feel feel angry. I feel defensive. Uh I feel misunderstood. I feel hurt. 
Yeah. Feel hurt, yeah. Do I feel I think, sad? I think my mistake there is I was I was trying to think of I was trying to think of feeling words positive feeling words not when, when, when yeah, I, I think it's okay to share those I even think it's okay to feel defensive and, yeah. and, yeah. and hurt and misunderstood here's another exercise yeah. for you Lee when I created the five secrets the hardest one for me was the disarming technique I couldn't see the truth and criticisms people gave me hmm. and so I worked on it for two months exclusively on the train home from work on the way to Bryn Mawr from the 30th Street train station in Philadelphia, I would write down things that patients might say to me or family members and then try to write out a disarming response. How, how mm -hmm. would I agree with, with that? Mm -hmm. And I did it, you know, 20 minutes a day for, for two months. Mm -hmm. And by the end of that two months, I got to where I could agree with anything. I got right. really, really good at it. And the I feel thing is, is difficult for you. So if you're going to be spending 10 minutes a day, you might want to do that f five days in a row. Just keep writing down I feel statements. If, if, if Eliza says this, how could I use an I feel statement? If my ex-wife says this, how could I use an, an I feel statement? And, mm. and, and then, uh, and then if, 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 if you want to work more on feeling empathy, then you could have do that for, for another five days in a row, but get really good at the things that, that are challenging for you because you have gentleness, you've got warmth, you're a loving person, you, 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 you've got the motivation, you've done a fabulous job here, here today, and we're really just talking about a little bit of fine-tuning because yep. you've got 80% of it already. And know that you can share the negative and the positive. You can share that I feel criticized, I feel incompetent, I feel inadequate, and, and I also feel sad because I know that I've hurt you. You know, I mean, you can yeah. bring your, you, it's, we're not saying you're not allowed to share some of those defensive feelings because I think it's far better to share them than to act them out. Right. Right. So yeah, I just I think it takes it. There's a de-escalation in you. You will feel a de-escalation in your the intensity of your feelings as soon as you share them. You know. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think it also, as David says, we care. The person cares about you. They attend to you when you share those feelings. Yeah. You become, a, uh, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say you become more lovable, more attractive, more endearing. Yeah. Uh, when mm -hmm. when you share your feelings and make yourself vulnerable, but it it won't just be a matter of practice for you because you're supposed to be a man. You're not supposed to do this. You're supposed to stick up for the truth. So mm. there will be a, a, a little resistance around this, this very yeah. powerful technique. Well, why don't we get a little feedback from Lee to see what yeah, you've liked and disliked up. about uh, today's session. We need to, to wrap up here. But then once we're done, I sent you the brief mood survey and you could do the end of session ratings and then you can uh, maybe scan them, uh, scan them to uh, Jill and, and, and David. Okay. Um, before I came on here, Liza said, what's this all about? And I said, I'm going to go on a podcast. I'm going to tell everyone how bad you are. And then Jill and David are going to get me to see that I'm created it all. And, oh, then, yeah. and, then, and then everything's going to be all right. And she laughed. To come on here and to viscerally experience at an emotional level the enlightened moment when you realize that you are actually creating all 
the anarchy that you're complaining that somebody else is introduced into your relationship. It's very, very humbling and very, very powerful. And it, and it just goes to show the difference between doing the work and reading about the work or thinking yeah. about the work. So the, the most powerful takeaway for me today, because we, we have a good check-in system in place as well, where at the end of the day, we both check in where we hold space for each other to share how you're feeling emotionally. And, and, and what is great here is I can go back with Liza now and talk about what we went through and show her the EAR. And then both of us talk as we do about how we can bring EAR into our relationship and both hold each other as well as ourselves accountable. And um, frameworks like that really, really help me in particular. Um, and, and I think um, that that's the, the, the main thing I got out of here was when I looked at that EAR, I was like, oh, I can quite clearly see where I screwed up here. What are your uh, closing words, Jill? Um, no, it was really such a pleasure to work with Lee. I agree with what David said earlier. Your resistance was really your gift to us. Um, you were so real and vulnerable and open. Um, it was it felt like kind of a gift to be able to be here with you and to empathize with you and also to, um, you know, kind of go to the recognize your resistance, recognize just to see you being so honest about how incredibly hard it is to give up the habit of being right. Mm. That was so powerful for me to see. But then also your humility and your ability to really, you know, say, no, I, I, I got to give this up. I got to give this habit up. I got to try to work on myself and do it for myself, for my wife, for my, for my daughter, for my son. Uh, it was really beautiful. Thank you. I have great high hopes for you in using these tools and struggling and succeeding and then failing and then trying again, but yeah. in really putting this, putting it to work. It's been terrific. Thank you so much, Lee. You know, I've, I've been a fan of yours for, for some time. And uh, when, when are you, uh, and I'm, I'm 10 times the fan now yeah. after today's, uh, what you've given to all of us today. When are you coming to the U.S.? Uh, we are planning to fly out in November, and then we will be staying there for six months. Where? Um, Where? Uh, we'll be in Tahunga and Valencia. Oh, so, so you'll be in California. California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, I, I mean, California's a big place, right? right? I mean, it's big, well, it's bigger than Wales, where I am at the moment. So, right. But, yeah, I would love to be able to make my way over there for the hikes and choose That a would be wonderful. Yeah, it'd be great to see you here. Yeah. Yeah, because, um, I mean, I just want to say this. Like, the Feeling Good Institute and your book, David, and your work, Jill, and Stephen Flyder, and Matthew May, mm. a huge, huge influence on what we're doing at The Truth About Alcohol and Strivers. Jill knows, all right, we haven't all been the most attentive because we're all living around the world. But, you know... Jill is training the next group of moderators who are going to help be helping more and more people um, become people who don't drink alcohol, and they're going to be using these these same tools. So yeah, Lee Lee and his uh, some therapists that are working with him have been attending my most recent six week CBT methods online mm -hmm. class. So it's been fun getting to teach and train them. One last commercial message. If you're looking for training, uh, you're looking at one of the greatest trainers in the world, Jill Levitt, and you do a lot of online uh, courses and consultation, and so uh, don't, don't hesitate to 
to uh, contact. Yeah, so people can read, people can find information about that at feelinggoodinstitute.com slash training. So thank you everybody and have a, have a great day. I really, uh, really appreciated the gift you gave us to show people how our interpersonal model works and also to get, get to know you. Yeah, thank you, David. Thank you, Jill. Okay. All right, and this is a wrap. Thank you so much, Dill and David. This was a, a, a true tour de force. And um, I'm sure that uh, people will, will really benefit greatly from this. Um, I'm, I'm very happy that we finally got the, the interpersonal model in, in a live session. That was really hard to make it happen. And, and I'm also very grateful for Lee. You know, uh, I sort of wish we had him uh, online today. Um, to uh, talk about it, but he was so willing to to be open and self disclose and 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 really do this work that uh, it uh, it uh, made a uh, a big difference. And um, so, before we close, uh, Jill, you had received a, a letter from him after the session. If you would like to share that with us and our, our listeners. Yes. Um, actually, so Lee sent uh, an email to David and I as sort of an update. And um, I'll read his email. And I just wanted to say, I think it's, it's really helpful for people to understand that when we, we oftentimes David will talk about, you know, the one session cure, and we'll say that we can bring about really rapid change, which is totally true. But we also always have the understanding that the patient will need to keep working using these tools. So with, if it's depression and someone feels so much better at the end of the session, they're, they're going to relapse. There's going to be a moment in time where those negative thoughts are going to come back and they're ha- going to have to use the same tools to bring them back to enlightenment, as we say. And the same with the relationship, of course, uh, Lee had been practicing uh, you know, being debating and being right for his entire life. And now we've offered him another way of doing things. And he's going to obviously need to keep practicing and keep working. So um, his email said to us, um, I've been communicating with Liza as coached, but something happened that I wasn't expecting. Liza began giving me little passive aggressive digs. I didn't handle them very well and found myself back in a conflict situation with her, laying the blame squarely back to me. I told her that the session didn't work because it needed her to also understand her part in this problem and that I wouldn't accept these little digs when all of a sudden it hit me. She was throwing punches because she was unhappy. Once I realized this, I began expressing empathy instead of angst. I dropped the need to be a man, as society defines it, and became the man I wanted to be. Once I flipped and was able to rise above my ego, her demeanor changed and she fell in love with me again. I wanted to share that with you. I was close to emailing you to tell you that I had failed before this happened. Thanks for everything, Lee. Wow. Well, this is a testament to uh, the power of using this in, in a way that is, um, you know, really kind and, and vulnerable. 
Absolutely. I felt so proud of Lee for, as he said, putting his ego aside and really being willing to listen and try to understand and, and to see that she was lashing out because she was feeling, you know, again, hurt, disappointed, angry, and to be able to not argue, but really listen and their feelings. I want to thank Lee, too, for giving us this fantastic opportunity for being so real, for being so vulnerable, and allowing a, a dialogue to take place that can ho- hopefully touch many, many thousands of, of people. I think we all suffer from similar struggles in our lives and our attempts to get close to other to other people. And uh, gosh, Lee, you were just... You, you gave us all, you know, the, uh, the, the greatest gift that, that, you can, that you can give. And I want to thank the two of you for, um, you know, leading that session. Um, you know, I can't think of anybody better to do this and, 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 and able to pull it off. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. This has been another episode of the Feeling Good Podcast. For more information visit Dr. Burns' website at feelinggood.com where you will find the show notes for this podcast under the blog page and where you can leave your comments and questions. The website has an abundance of resources for therapists as well as non-therapists, including books, workshops, a list of online training groups around the world, and much more. Theme music is Gypsy Jazz in Paris, 1935, composed and performed by Brett Van Donzel. I am your host, Fabrice Nye, and I invite you to join us next time for another episode of the Feeling Good Podcast.